Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Today's message is titled The Parable of Lego. The Parable of Lego. How many of you have played with Legos before? Legos, okay? I have in my hand here a prop. This is Lego, okay? Just in case, I, you know, church will open and welcome to everyone. And maybe some of you here, you've never seen this before. So, you know, we love you. Jesus loves you. And uh, this is a Lego, okay? And so, you know, how many of you have, have had a Lego set or played with Legos? Come in and see a show of hands. Amen. How many of you still play with Legos? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You know, how many of you have uh, seen some some really cool Legos out there. Uh, what, what's the what's the coolest Lego? What's the what's the most expensive Lego right now? Anyone know? Uh, is it like some some Star Wars themed one? Maybe like a Millennium Falcon. How many have seen that pictures of that before? Whole Millennium Falcon Lego, right? Uh, there's even the Death Star Lego, right? The whole can build whole Death Star, uh, and uh, you know different replicas. I know uh, at one time they did a promotion with Simpsons, so you can like recreate the whole like you know Simpsons town. Uh, and uh, I know they also do Harry Potter, and I know that's that's one of uh, Pastor Cat's favorite. She wanted the Harry Potter uh, one because she's a, she's a Harry Potter fan. Um, but uh, you know today we'll not be talking about that. Uh, you know, uh, but we we will be talking about Legos. Amen. And uh, so I want. Uh, uh, use this Lego as a way to communicate uh, God's love for us, uh, as a way to communicate uh, really, you know, what I believe God wants to deposit in our hearts today. And so, uh, let me start with this, you know, uh, how many know that Lego uh, is made out of different pieces, right? It's like, duh, of course, right? Uh, so, why don't why do we uh, uh, kind of like help me, uh, can I get some stud- uh, uh, audience participation, uh, you know, student, audience, whatever, it's all the same. Uh, uh, can you just, don't tear apart the whole thing, but maybe just, okay, remember the shape and then uh, just, just, yeah, just, and maybe just split these pieces, okay, and, and that's it, okay, because uh, the, the whole shape has a purpose, so don't, don't, don't tear it all apart, okay? Uh, so as uh, some of the Lego pieces are being dismantled, uh, uh, we know that uh, every Lego uh, is, is unique, right? And, uh, and God, I believe this morning, wants us to remember again um, that all of us here like Lego pieces. Uh, is that all the Lego? Are you holding back any? Okay, just, just making sure, just in case uh, Sam is holding back, you know, some Lego. Uh, but every Lego piece is different. And God wants to, us to remember again that all of us here, you know, we are made different, but we're made by Him. Yeah. Amen? And some of you here, you might feel like uh, this little, you know, white piece of Lego, square Lego, you know, with four nubs, okay? Don't show us your nubs. But, you know, like, this is, this is you. Or maybe some of you feel like, no, you know, I, I, I don't feel like that. I'm like, I'm like this little grey piece of Lego, right? Or maybe some of you thinking, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm not even square. I'm kind of like a triangle and a square had a child together and instead of four nubs, I have two nubs, you know? Uh, but but this, is, this is God's word for us today, which is like, regardless of how you feel you are, all of us are uniquely created by God. All of us are uniquely gifted, you know, and, and made, you know, uh, for a purpose. And, and, and that brings me to my first point, which is every piece has a purpose. 
every piece has a purpose. Every single one of us here, you have a purpose. Uh, you're not just some, uh, you know, a random life drifting through, uh, you know, this thing called uh, space-time. Uh, but you are, you know, built by God, made by God, created by Him, and you are created. Just like how every Lego piece has a purpose, you, my friends, have a, even a bigger purpose than that. Uh, and, and, and this is not just me talking. This is the Word of God. And, and I want to turn us to some scripture this morning uh, that will help us from the words of Jesus Himself understand that just like Lego, we too have a purpose. Turn with me to John chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. John 9, 1 to 3. We're going to read this and then I'm going to go uh, a little bit of a teaching into purpose. Now as Jesus passed by, He saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Amen. And so let's come back here, right? Now, it's, it's you know, on a good day, it is easier for us to believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God and made for a purpose. But how many know that in life, we don't always get good days? In life, there are days where we struggle. How many have been there before where you struggle? You know, you, you're, you're at your job, but you struggle to see that this is your purpose. You know, you, you're studying and you struggle to understand the purpose. Or maybe you're going through life and life hits you hard and you struggle to understand and even to believe that there is a purpose in all of this. But I'm here, friends, to encourage you that every piece of your history, every piece of your life, every life here has a purpose. And this is not just some positive thinking pep talk here. This is the Word of God. And this here, the scripture that we just read, is Jesus exemplifying this. Here we have, you know, of course, uh, uh, someone presenting before Jesus a blind man. And who was, who was born blind from birth, and, and they asked him, you know, what caused this blindness? And as you can see that, even back then, people have questions about life. And when things go wrong, you know, we, we struggle to see the purpose. And we, we try to maybe uh, understand the, the purpose of this blindness. And so at that time, they were trying to attribute the purpose of this blindness to sin. And so this person was born blind for the purpose of punishing him because he sinned or for the purpose of punishing his parents because the parents sinned. And sometimes in life, you know, we, we, we try to figure out purpose and we try to do it without God. And sometimes we can even uh, try to attribute it to our own actions. Have you been there before? Maybe, you know, you, you were like, uh, you know, this blind person who was told all his life that you are blind because it must be something you did. Even though it was stated that he was blind from birth. But it must have been something you did. Maybe something you did. Maybe someone here, you are trapped in a situation and you feel like you're being punished. The purpose you're going through this pain right now. The purpose you're going through this separation right now. The purpose you're going through this obstacle right now was because you are being punished for some sin that you did, uh, for, for the tithe that you, did, you, you, you forgot, you know, I don't know, on your first job or your first month or whatever it is, you know, for that one time where, where God challenged you to do uh, this and you do that instead. But friends, I want you to know, no, you're not here because you're punished. Amen. And, and, and this is a word for some of us here because maybe you right now you feel so stuck 
and you, you've been blaming yourself. Friends, I want you to know that, that that blame needs to stop. And you need to start seeing that if God can look into the life of a blind man and say that the purpose of him being blind is so that the works of God can be shown in him and through him, then the same is declared over you. The reason why you're going through what you're going through is not because you did something wrong, but it's so that the works of God can be shown in you and through you. You know, you're here, and maybe I don't know your family background. All of us would, would like to have you know, a lovey-dovey family, but the truth is not all of us. And sometimes, you know, we have people who, who grow up, you know, being teased that, oh, you were an accident. And you felt like that. Because maybe, you know, your parents didn't say that, but you, 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 you look at your, 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 your family and go like, oh, my, my, my siblings are all kind of like in a very close age group. And then uh, seven years later, there was me, you know. And, and, and I definitely felt like that growing up. Because I'm the youngest of five children. Me and my nearest sibling, my, my brother, you know, seven years apart. Between them, between my brother and my older sister, five years apart. So, you know, growing up, you know, and it didn't help that, you know, siblings being cruel. You know, they, they don't talk about the birds and the bees, but they, they bring you to the trash bin and they go like, that's where we found you. That's where we found you, you know. And you can grow up feeling so diminished. You can grow up thinking that you were an unwanted byproduct of your parents. And so this, can you imagine this, this, this man who grew up blind had to go through that? You know, not only was he questioning himself, but society was questioning him. And yet God is saying that, no, you know, your, your parents, maybe they didn't plan for you, but God has a plan for you. Oh, I'm going to say that one more time. Maybe your parents didn't have a plan for you, but God has a plan for you. And that plan is so that the works of God can be displayed in you and through you. And then this helps us to understand uh, even how the world works. And, and as Christians, I want us to become mature so that we can engage our friends. Because one of the uh, uh, questions I get a lot is that if God is good, why do bad things happen? If God is good, why are some people born, you know, with a disability? And friends, the, the question is here. They are born with a disability, disability not because their parents did wrong. They're born with a disability not because that person did wrong in some previous life. There's no such thing as, as reincarnation. Sorry, friends. It, it, that, that person was maybe allowed to be born with a disability so that the works of God can be displayed in them and through them. Right? Don't ever forget this, friends, that we are not only created in God's image, but we are created to represent God. And what is God? God is good. God is kind. God is love. So let me ask you this. If a family suddenly welcomes a child and that child is born with a certain disability and then they begin to proceed to still love the child, what, what does that show? That's the work of God. When they show kindness in the face of a disability, when they protect the weak, that's God. So, so, so some of our setbacks is an opportunity for God to show off. I'm going to say one more time. Your setback right now could be an opportunity for God to show off. The question is, would you begin to see God's purposes in that peace? Amen? You know, and that's why as Christians, you know, we, we stand against things like abortion. Because to, to take a life away, that's not God. God doesn't just take you out like that. God takes you in. 
Amen. And God said one more time, God doesn't take you out. He takes you in. And so every piece, friends, every Lego piece has a purpose. If God, right, if, if man created in the image of God can create Lego and every Lego piece has a purpose, friends, you're much more valuable than a Lego piece. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're much more valuable than a Lego piece. Amen. And then turn to your neighbor and say, God has a purpose for you. Amen. So every piece has a purpose. Every piece of your past has a purpose. Would you begin to surrender that? You know, this young man who was born blind, you know, you can go back and read the rest of John chapter 9, but spoiler alert, he got healed. He got made well. You know, his life was changed. He might have been born with a disability, but when he surrendered that, when he trusted in the words of God, that he was born blind so that the works of God can be displayed, the moment that trust happened, a miracle happened. And maybe for some of you here, you know, stop complaining about the situation that you're in right now. But maybe it is, it is a trial uh, that is, that is uh, uh, no, the, 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 the trial that you're going through right now is, is just a testimony in disguise. Amen. Praise God. You know, second point is this. Not only does every piece of Lego and every life has a purpose, but every piece of Lego has a place. That's my point. Every piece has a place. Do you know what's the most dangerous thing? One of the most dangerous thing. I know I, I shouldn't say that. Some of you will go at lion, <laughs> lionfish. Uh, but, you know, the, the most, one of the most dangerous things in a household at least is a stray piece of Lego. Oh, how many of you have played with Lego before? How many of you remember you tried your best to clean up all the Lego pieces? Maybe you have a younger sibling, but one stray piece. And then you're just walking around, minding your own business, and then you step on that stray piece. Ouch. You jumped on that stray piece. Ouch. How many know that a stray piece of Lego lying around the house with very young children, that, that, that stray piece of Lego is a choking hazard. It's an accident waiting to happen. And so not only does every piece, every life has a purpose, every piece has a place, the most dangerous thing you can do is just to wander around. The most dangerous thing you can do is not realize that, that you, there is a place for you. Just like how every piece of Lego is created with a purpose, it's also created to connect. And friends, you are created to connect as well. We are created in God's image. And guess what? God, since time eternity, He's connected. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are connected. And I say that this is a very beautiful picture because this shows the perfection of God. Because it shows that even before God made humanity, He knew love. Because in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, there was perfect love. There was perfect friendship. So God didn't make you and then go like, oh, I, I wonder what it's like to be loved. So uh, let me create humanity to experience that. And then, and then, you know, the rest of history. No, 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 that's, that's, not, that's not it. You know, we were made by God to connect. Just like a piece of Lego, we are made to connect. And, 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 and humanity shows this. Even if you are not a Christian, you know this. We, uh, humans made an image of God. We are the only living creature in all of creation that has pets. Have you ever seen a, a, a dolphin with a pet fish? No, that's called lunch or dinner, right? You know, you never see it. But humanity, we are the only ones because we yearn for connection so much that if we're not connected to another life, then we need to at least be connected to something. And that's why you see people, you know, get into cats and people get into dogs and people get into fish. 
God bless the fish lovers, you know, like, you know, God, like uh, we, we yearn for connection so much that human, think about that for a while, that, that we are created, you know, if, if the signs are not there, I don't know what is. You know, we will build to connect so much so that humans will go out of the way to invent this technology called fish tank so that they can have a fish in their lives that will never talk back to them, that they will need to feed and clean, but they feel a sense of connection. Because you're created to connect, it's part and parcel of who you are. And the beautiful thing is this, that we are also most, we are strongest, we are most uh, uh, purposeful when we are connected, when we're connected to each other, you know. Let me, let me ask you this, right? You know, a stray piece of Lego uh, in your house, that could just be a random occurrence. That could be an odd sight. But if this, all these Lego pieces are connected, and then you find them on the floor, right? It's no longer just a trash or an oddity. You look at that, you go like, huh, that doesn't look like an accident. That looks like someone put it together. That looks like there's some sort of design behind it. That looks like there's some sort of creator behind it. How many, know, how many of you who play Lego uh, know that some of the box sets actually come with Lego? Bracket creator. Don't believe me? Google it. Lego creator is right there in front of you. The signs. God's been speaking to you, preaching the gospel to you through Lego since Lego was invented. And so this is, this is another encouragement that, hey, not only are we created to be connected, but God wants His people to be connected with each other. And it is in the connecting with each other that we become a bigger proof that there is a God. You know, it's like, you know, like why I said just now, we see a, a bunch of Lego built together, you go like, huh, that's not just a choking hazard, that's not just a strippies and a go, there's, there's something about that. There's something about that. You know, if you don't like that example, let me give you this, right? A, a little, little, little piece, no, what particle, particle, particle of sand. Particle of sands are everywhere. But when you walk the beach, you see particle of sands everywhere. But when you walk a beach, you see a sand castle, you go like someone's been here. There's someone here. There's an author here. There's an architect here. There's a plan here. Amen? That's the same. That's the same for God's church. And, and let's turn to John chapter 17, verse 20 to 21. And Jesus was trying to tell us that, you know, my people need to know that not only do they have a purpose, that they have a place. And when that purpose and, and come together in one place, He is glorified. It says here, I do not pray for these alone, Jesus says in John 17, 20, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, aka, that's us. That's us. Jesus is talking about us. Then they all may be one, as you, Father, and I in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. You see how God is connected? He wants to be connected to us. That the world may believe that you sent me. It is in our connection. It is in our gathering. Why is church so important? Because it is in the gathering that we become living proof that there is a God. It is in our connecting. And maybe some of you are thinking, well, I'm coming to church. Maybe the question I need to ask you is, are you connected? Ooh, you could be gathered, but you're not connected. Come on, don't just gather, but connect. Connect with someone. Amen. Open up your lives to someone. Open up your heart to someone. None of us are perfect. Every Lego piece is different. But it is in the connecting together that Lego actually becomes Lego. And it is in the connecting together that, that humanity actually becomes humanity. That the church actually becomes the church. Because ultimately, it clues people in that, hey, that maybe the world will believe that you, Father, sent me, Jesus. 
Amen? You know, and, and this is beautiful picture of what church can be. You know, maybe you already have some people, some housemates ask you, hey, you know, why, wh- where do you go every Sunday? Every Sunday morning, you know, I want to invite you out for lunch, but I see you're, you're out, you know? Uh, uh, you know, and, and, you, and, I, and, and, it's, and then you're saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to connect. And it is in the going to connect that a conversation starts in, 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 in somebody in the world to go like, maybe there is something worth leaving Sunday mornings for. It's maybe there is something worth waking up earlier for. This connection, every time I see you go to church, not only do you gather, but you connect and you come back. There's joy. There's something about you. Amen? And this is what Jesus is trying to tell us, that my people were created to connect. Amen? So let's, let's as we grow as a church, let's connect. Amen? Let's connect in love. Let's connect in compassion. Let's, let's connect to heal. Amen. Let's connect to care. Let's connect so that we're stronger together. Amen. Praise God. You know, my third point is this. Every piece has potential. Not only does every piece have a place, not does every piece have a purpose, but every piece has potential. Now, you might be wondering, uh, where did I get this piece of Lego from? Pastor Dave, what kind of adult are you that you still, you know, is this from your childhood? No, no, it's not. Um, you know, those of you who come early to church, you know that we start the time by praying and praying for, you know, the church service and also praying for all the different anxious locations around the world. Uh, we have a location in many countries, but one of those locations is in Melbourne. And I want you to know that they, whenever you hear the chaplain say they pray for us, they really do. And they, they, they pray, not just on Sundays, but they pray. And we pray for them every time we, we have prayer meeting. So the next time you gather for prayer meeting, pray. Pray for the other church plants that you don't know. Pray for them. Amen. Um, and, uh, you know, after, a few years after me and Kat first came over here um, to do, you know, XUK, um, uh, we had some friends visit us from X Melbourne. And, uh, you know, it's Pastor Joe and his wife Delia. Uh, and uh, they came over uh, with, with gifts from Australia, Tim Tams, right? Who, who, who here loves Tim Tams, right? Australian Tim Tams. Um, and uh, not just that, but they gave us a little parcel of encouragement because they, they have a children's program there called X Kids, right? We don't have it here yet, but one day, amen, by the grace of God. Uh, and uh, so, when, so what they got was that the kids, they got the kids to, to write letters to us. And they got the kids to... To, to write letters. Of. So we, we got this little box and in it are little kids with their kind of like hand, you no know, kid writing, you know, Jesus loves you. They don't know who we are. They don't know who Pastor and Ken are, but they just go, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, Kay. God bless you, you know, and, and it's just, you know, and what they, they got the kids to write like thank you notes and then to put in into a little box, pray over it so that they can bring it over to encourage us to let us know that you know, so, so friends, we are so much more created than, uh, so much more connected than you realize. You know, we are also created, but connected. Um, and, 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 I, and interestingly, in that little box, I got uh, this. And I go like, oh, what's this about? And then they say, oh, one of the kids uh, didn't know what to write. But he said he wanted to give you his toy. And... And the kid said specifically, he didn't say, I give you Lego. He says, I want to give them my spaceship. And so this here, to a little kid, 
is spaceship. Now, what's the beautiful thing about Lego is that the potential of Lego is not in the building blocks. The potential of Lego is not in how many pieces you have. We think that if there's a lot of pieces together, it's most impressive. No, the potential of Lego is in the imagination of the creator. That's the potential of Lego. And so to that little kid, this is spaceship. <laughs> Friends, what is God speaking over you? What is the imagination of the creator over you? The Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can ever hope for, ask for, or imagine. And God is saying that how wild your imagination is, I can double it. And so friends, your potential is not just in what's in your hand. Your potential is not just in who you're connected to. Your potential is not just how you are built. Your potential is in the eyes and in the imagination of your Creator. And you know what God says over you? God calls you a giant slayer. You know what God says over you? God calls you His prophet. You know what God calls His church? God doesn't call X London, X London. He calls us a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. He calls us an advancing force where the gates of hell cannot prevail. That is the imagination of God. That is the proclamation of God over us, over our lives. And so this week, don't just start your week with just WhatsApp. Start your, your week with the imagination of God. Start your week with, with declaring over yourself what God is speaking over you since time immemorial. The promises of God are yes and amen. God is able to and wants to do exceedingly so much more. And this is not just me. Again, this is the words of Jesus. Let's turn to John 14, verse 12. John 14, 12 says this, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, He will do also. How many of you would love to do the works of Jesus? Do you see how it correlates? Jesus is about you doing His works. And that's the same promise He told the person who was born blind. You were born this way so that the works of God can be done in you. And what does He tell His other bodily abled uh, disciples? That you will do the same works I do. We are created to do God works. Amen? But Jesus doesn't stop there. You know, as, as, as amazing friends. Don't you want to see? Do you know that it's okay to use your imagination to read the Word of God? No, can you imagine? If the next time, you know, your, your colleague says that, you know, they're not feeling well, and then you immediately go like, be made well in the name of Jesus and they are well. Wow, do you imagine how upside down your workplace will become in a good way? But then God says, oh, if you can imagine that, great. But, and greater works than these He will do. Not might do, but will do. What is God's plan for you? That you will do the works of God. God is on your side. God is rooting for your success. God is your biggest cheerleader because I go to my Father. And He is with our Father in heaven. And one day, He will return. Right? You know, you, for more of that, you can listen to Rora's message this morning. But every piece has potential. Greater works. God is saying over you, 
no matter where you are at right now, you might think you're at the top of your game. God says, says who? Greater works you shall do. Your potential is greater works you shall do. Some of you are thinking of playing it safe and God says, why? Because greater works you shall do. Amen. Essentially, Jesus is saying, if you become one with me, if you get connected with me, if you believe in me, do you know what your basement is? The basement is the works of Jesus. That's your ground floor. No, we, we hate it when, when we are told that we have a ceiling to our potential. And in the broken world that we live in today, sometimes, you know, you hear different things, you know. There's a gender ceiling, you know. There are racial ceilings. I remember the uh, first time I heard this term, bamboo ceiling, uh, from my father-in-law. He says, do you know about the bamboo ceiling? I'll be like, are you talking about architecture? Um, no wonder he didn't like me initially. Um, <laughs> no, no, bamboo ceiling was, it was his way of saying that uh, there is a limit to how high uh, in life your career can progress for people of Asian descent. Because bamboos, that's, that's what we, you know. And, and so I don't know who coined the word, but I want you to know that in Jesus, there is no bamboo ceiling. In Jesus, the ceiling is greater works you shall do. The, the basement, the, 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 the foundation, I should say that, not basement. The foundation is Jesus. The ground floor is Jesus and His works. And then the ceiling is greater works than these because He goes to the Father. Amen? You know, can't you see that God is speaking? You know, God is, you know, every time I hope now when you look at Lego, maybe some of you need to, you know, go buy a Lego, I don't know, <laughs> and, and put it there in your room and be reminded that, hey, no, God's got a purpose for me. And that purpose is not just to make lots of money. That purpose is not just to get married or whatever. You know, even if you do that, that's nowhere near God's purpose. His, his purposes are so that the works of God. And so maybe for some of us, the homework is this. As you approach Monday, maybe start asking, God, what is, what is the work of God that you want to be accomplished this week? And maybe God is saying that the works of God for you this week is to be an encourager. The works of God for you this week is to be a prayer warrior. The works of God for you this week is to be someone who's generous. A, a works of God for you this week, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, 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 and I hope that this matures us to see that every piece has a purpose. Uh, this is, you know, <laughs> when I was preparing this message, I was in, actually in the middle of doing the Top Love series, so I wasn't sure if I was going to speak it in the first service, second service, and, and I always want to give some bonus point for the second service, so, so here's bonus point. Sometimes when we look at the brokenness of the world, we can question what is God's purpose, and, you know, have you been there before where you, you, you pray for something, you see a brokenness, and you think the works of God is to pray? And don't get me wrong, right? This is biblical. Because Jesus says, the works I do, you will do. So Jesus prayed for healing, or Jesus healed. So we should endeavor to do that. How many of you have been in a situation before where you prayed and the healing didn't happen? Hmm? Does it mean that God doesn't have a purpose in this? Does it mean the purpose is just pain and suffering? No. Let me introduce you to these two concepts. Cure and care. Should we pray for a cure? 
Yes. But when a cure doesn't happen, the works of God is to care. Does it make sense? So, if anyone here, you have a loved one that's suffering from, let's say, a terminal disease, and you're, you're praying for a cure, and, 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 and the will of God, the purpose of God, could be for that person to be cured, praise God. But what if that person's not cured? Do you therefore give up on God? No. Then the works of God is for you to show care. Because that's the God thing to do. That's a loving thing to do, and God is love. That's the kind thing to do, and God is kindness. God is the source of all things good. And this goes into more complex issues because, you know, I was just uh, talking to some people uh, in church, you know, both today and yesterday, and they study, you know, uh, uh, childhood development and working with, you know, children with special needs, and we're just saying that, you know, sometimes that's, that's, that's a real thing. That's a real challenge in our world today. Uh, uh, there are children because of whatever it is, the brokenness of the world, uh, they are born with certain disabilities, learning disability. They're on a spectrum, however you want to term it. And, 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 and sometimes Christians go like, well, what about that? What about a kid born with Down syndrome? Do you think that God is only glorified when the kid with Down syndrome is cured? Of course he will be, but do you know that God is also glorified when we care? When we care. Amen? And so maybe the works of God for you this week is to care. Maybe the works of God for you this week is to be connected. You know? And to, to, to say that, you know what? I don't just want to... You know, God loved me so much that He, that he gave His only Son for me. You know, I don't want to play church anymore. I want to get connected. Because it is in our connection. It is when we are combined together, just like a Lego piece, that it points to a creator. Amen. And of course, you know, whatever you're going through, you know, your potential is not linked to your past. Your potential is not linked to your abilities. This does not look anything like, if you want to be real, this does not look anything like a spaceship. But to the imagination of a child, this is a spaceship. Have, or maybe you're supposed to look at it this way. Does it look more spaceship this way or this way? Anyway, it's a spaceship. Could be this, right? Death Star. Spaceship. <laughs> you might not feel like successful. But if God declares over you that you are His masterpiece, you are successful, then you are. Because, again, it is governed, your potential is governed by the imagination of the Creator. And what God imagines, no one would dare say otherwise. You know, I, I, I love it. You know, recently we got some students asked me like, oh, how do you reconcile science and faith? And blah, 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 blah. I said that both are friends. But, you know, science, nothing wrong with science, but also understand that science has its own laws of physics and stuff like that. But at the word of Jesus, the laws of physics must bend. In the word of Jesus, the law of thermodynamics must bend. You know, and I, I, just to mess them up, I say that Jesus turned water into wine. Just think about that for a while. And when they drank the wine, say, this is the best wine. I'm sure if you take that wine, put it under a microscope, you'll say that it's made from grapes. But at the same time, it's made from water. In other words, the imagination of Jesus is this. When he imagines wills for that water, water from now onwards, you're no longer just water. You might look like water, feel like water. You, maybe you feel like you are water, but right now, I call you wine. 
and it became wine. The law of physics and reality had to bend to the name of Jesus. Amen? So maybe some of you here, you're praying, right? I pray that you will not just pray with your own strength, but you'll pray submitting that issue to the imagination of our God. Amen? If God imagines for you to go through that issue and to come out strong, then go through that issue and come out strong because He has a plan for you. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that we're able to just, Lord, look at all of creation and marvel at your message. Lord, you are always speaking. And God, maybe like today, you're using a child's toy to remind us to have faith like a child again. Sometimes in life, we can allow the complexity of life and even our own knowledge to begin to dictate what is and what is not. And God, I believe today, the Holy Spirit, you are wanting to disrupt our flow. You are wanting to disrupt our way of thinking and to remind us again that each of us, no matter how different, no matter how odd we feel some days, but each of us has a purpose. And you are the God that leaves the 99 to go after the one. So not only do we have a purpose, but every piece is also precious in your eyes. Oh Lord, you are the, you are the one that, that does not want to lose a single piece. So God, thank you. Thank you for your love for us. So God, I pray that from today onwards, we will look at every situation that we're going through with the purpose of wanting the works of God to be shown and manifested. God, I pray if there's anyone here that struggles to connect, God, I pray that you will help us to see that this is your hope for us. God, you pray to the Father, make them one, like how you and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. God, help us to be people that will answer your prayer. And Lord, help us, Lord, to be not just a church that gathers in great numbers, but is connected, Lord is connected. And Lord, I pray that you give us the gift of connection. That this week when we go into our worlds that you've placed us in, may we not just go there to show up, may we not just work there, study there, but may we connect there. And God, I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here that feels like they hit the end of the road, and they feel like the, the facts and figures are against them. Friends, I'm here to tell you that facts and figures might tell you what is, but God is the one that tells you the truth. And the truth is that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could ever hope for or imagine. So would you begin to rest in the imagination of God today? Would you begin to pray from the imagination of God today? Would you begin to, 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 to walk again from a place of God's imagination? And don't call yourself what you're not. Begin to call yourself what God calls you. Amen. Some of you here desperately need to hear this. God calls you a prophet. God calls you an evangelist. God calls you a pastor. God calls you friend. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord. 
to see from today onwards, Lord, Lord Jesus, you are our foundation and your imagination is our ceiling. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.